think you're live there. I'm live here. Yeah. I, uh, and then if I do Frank, 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 man. <laughs> At the start. The title, yeah, of course. Can I be is. frank? Can I be frank? And yeah, I was going to change the playing. title of it now because it's live and an opportunity to change. There we are now. I think we're live. Well, you don't like Can it. I be frank? It's probably one of the best names for a podcast. I've okay, well, ages. there you go. That's all I need. I, that's, that's, that's enough for me. I, I mean, it really is. is. Can I be frank? And your na- the host's name, name is Frank. Is frank yeah. I mean, I was kind of down there because with that? My, uh, Brendan. Brendan. Kenny, oh, Brendan's yeah. great. Brendan yeah, doesn't right, think yeah. he doesn't think the same way as a lot of people, and I think that's what's no. great about him. Yeah, he's yeah. an alternative way of looking at things. All right, he's unique. Yeah, he's unique, dude. All right, he's probably glued to this now. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? Do you think? Does he know it's coming? He out? actually does. He, I, I, I mean, I don't know if he watches them live, but hmm. there's only been two of them live. But he does um, watch them. He does look at them or listen to them. No, yeah, yeah. Um, good. It's nice of him. Him and. Who else looks at them? Um, I glance. Would you look at the ones that you're in? Yeah. Well, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely watch those. Yeah. I watch all of those. Did you watch the last one we did? Do you know what? I put it on in the kitchen as if it was a normal podcast yeah. while I was working. And it works as a podcast. It really did. Because yeah. that's the way I would gauge it. If you put it on and then while you're kicking, cooking your dinner, listen to the whole podcast without turning it off. Yeah. Then you know it's a good podcast, right? Yeah, I listened to it. Uh, I listened to I listened to some of it just to see what the sound was like. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mind it. I wasn't dying with fucking cringe, but I mean, no, I, wasn't I enjoyed it. Did you see somebody put a comment up? Um, I didn't see any of the comments. No. Okay, no, somebody put because it loaded as three hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody put up the comment, three hours and twenty minutes. Fuck that. <sighs> That's fair enough. That's I fair thought enough, yeah. that might have been the response when a lot of people looked at it. Because it's like... Well, it was only two around. hours and I used his comment as the picture to promote to put it out there. Oh, Facebook. did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one, <laughs> one of our fans are really excited about the prospect of listening to three hours of myself. <laughs> well, we're going for a six-hour sprint today, I think, are we? Six hours, yeah. 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 I'm geared for it. We just went for a swim. In, In beautiful the beautiful sea. Which um, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Do you like, think it's worth checking that we are indeed live? I know we did the last time. Um, yeah, just why to not? Confirm. Why not? I'll check on the internet. But I have to say, walking into the sea today, I, was, I, I didn't want to do it. Fear. Because I know what the cold is like because I go swimming in the sea. Yeah. So like, you know when you were like, because Frank went, okay, for the next 20 seconds, no thoughts, you're not going to think. And then I was like, Frank, I just thought. And when I thought, I was thinking, like, I could feel the cold over my body already. And you're like, no more thoughts. Well, you have to get over yourself. That's yeah. the fucking thing. Like, I mean, if you start, you can be there pricking. I see people pricking on the outside. For, like, 20 minutes? And it's just going, oh, and there's no point. You're only putting yourself through ag- agony, right? Okay, we are alive. We are alive. Um, you're only putting yourself through utter fucking agony mm. by... By debating or just mewling over, you just have to fucking get in. Go for it. No pricking. Yeah. And you always feel, you know the reward. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to it, but I do know 
you're dragging it out by even just you sit standing there in your ankles to bathe because it's painful enough waiting in your ankles in the sea and just getting your feet just getting cold yeah it's yeah. just the Irish sea like and then the breathing <laughs> when you first get in it's hard yeah, to get past so bad now. Now, for me it was that's yeah. why I had to swim away from you because I had to actually swim to get a rhythm to my breath because mm. you know when I do breaststroke when I do breaststroke <laughs> When I do breaststroke. No, but when I do a breaststroke. I <laughs> <laughs> when you do a breaststroke. When I do a breaststroke. You do a breaststroke. When I'm stroking yeah. breast, I uh, I get into a rhythm. And so then, okay. therefore, you can find the breathing through the through the actual stroke. Yeah. But if you're just sitting there trying to tread water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind that, yeah, though. That's, well, I mean, right. I can't do, sw- I can't really swim. You can swim. But I can, uh, what do you call it? Do this thing. That's a breaststroke. Yeah. You've been stroking breasts. I've been I've struck on breasts today yeah, Good in the for seat. You. Yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, it's nice to get sitting down. Like I've been going all morning. Have you? I have actually. Yeah. I, I woke know. up at fucking twenty to six, and I debated about going down for a swim. And then your man, I was telling you, your man Neil Lamarck, who who's doing the Wim Hof sunrise. Yeah. Every morning at six a.m. down at the forty foot, and I said, maybe I get up. Maybe I get up, and then I d- I did that for an hour. Yeah, lying then, in bed. Yeah, and then I got up. Yeah, and then that's what happened. I got up. That's it. <laughs> that's a great story, I know. Frank. I know. At seven twenty, you got up, did you? I got up at six four or uh, six forty. Six forty. No, this morning. sorry, five forty, and then I got up at seven, and then I looked at this old VH uh, or this old Sony video camera which I discovered yesterday I mm. told you of so I oh actually, yeah 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 I looked I fast forwarded through 45 minutes of my honeymoon which is 12 years ago Jesus 12 years ago what was I doing 12 years ago I would have been 26 so I was living in London mm-hmm. and I was probably at that point working in a call centre just for actors and artists what do you mean so there was a call centre yeah 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 so you were only allowed to get a job there if you're an actor or an artist or a singer right if you were in a band or you were trying to make it in some way through the artistic way of life right yeah so you would go and work in this call centre and so then they would if you had any auditions or if you had a gig or anything like that then you wouldn't have to turn up that day you know Mm. And they were really cool. A great idea. Cool and flexible about it. And you could you paid tax in the job, but at the same time you could get a split tax. So because you know artists, we pay our own tax. Yeah. So in that place, you didn't have to worry about taking care of your tax from that place because it went straight through. But they would also help you out with your returns and stuff like that. What do you mean now when you say we pay so our own tax? You're a sole trader, but do you, you yeah. don't have to pay tax if you do you have to pay tax now? Yeah, of course you have to pay tax. Is there not something about being an artist and not only not if you're a novelist? If you're a writer, yeah. And if you publish a book, you don't have to pay tax on the books. So you tell me the hundred quid that I earned from my book. You don't have to pay tax on it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Mad, right? So yeah, yeah, so it was this huge sort of call centre. It was big enough, like. Okay. And it would just be filled with all these actors and artists and musicians all day. Man, we had a laugh working in there. Because yeah. like we were working for Mercedes-Benz, but we were calling up to get people into test drives of cars. So we'd be calling up going, hey, would you like to test drive a Mercedes-Benz? But it's all these actors, so we're all like, hello! You know? <laughs> yeah. And we, so were they trying accents out, no? No, but we would mess no. around. Like, we'd have, okay. like, all right, short story competition, and then, you know, by two hours later, we'd all hand in a short story, and then one guy would judge it all. It was, it was mad stuff like that. In between making calls. Yeah, in between making calls. Setting, yeah. Well, you see, because when we 
first started, we were starting a new client, so that system shut down so then it was just like nine actors running free through the mm. not literally running but you know what I mean doing whatever they could yeah and uh, yeah we would just play games poetry competitions and now it sounds very very naff but at the time we were just <laughs> taking the piss I wasn't dead serious though. yeah okay yeah. so living in London I was that, surrounded by that many actors and all that is that not drama no? yeah I got out of there pretty quick yeah, okay, I don't deal yeah. well with drama yeah. And I'm usually become the centre of attention by trying to avoid being part of it. Because you don't want to be part of the clique, then you don't involve yourself within the social circle. Mm. And then because of that, then you become an outsider of the social circle. And therefore then you're cool. Great. Who's he like? He's yeah, but also some, like, he's obviously got me, me, you know, that yeah. way. That can be an awesome... And surely then when somebody says somebody comes in and goes, oh, it's my last day of work, I've just got a part in X. And yeah. everybody goes, especially in that world, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But you see, that's the thing. It was actually quite, like everyone was quite supportive. Ah, no way. Because in no the way, mind that wire. To a degree, I mean, Come on, you're not. There's always going to be those who are trying to put you down. But like, no. But when, well, is it encouraging that, like, if everybody's working in this call center and, and then you're hearing lads leaving the job because yeah. they've got. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah, because yeah, then it's like, be. oh, there's still hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's still hope. I might be in here forever with your little fucking headset. Did anybody actually get a role ever in there? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like a decent role now? Well, like on West End shows and stuff like that. Okay. And one of the guys I was acting with is now in the Royal Shakespeare Academy or working with. I'll tell you a funny story about him. Yeah, All right. So when I had, I traveled the world, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know a lot about you lived in Asia so I'd know a lot about uh, Asian culture and Asian people and, and, and stuff like that but I don't know a lot about African culture and African people right right. and this is this is the worst this is me being ignorantly racist at the highest level right okay. so we went out to a gig one night and we're all in this like underground sort of club or whatever me and Ian Tripp who was my uh, my. should I brace myself for this I feel this like I is, oh it's so bad so we're out all night and there's a guy there with us and he's cool and we're hanging around all night and he works in the call centre as well and Ian introduces my flatmate actually knows him he's like this guy works in the call centre mm. RSVP it was called I'm like hey man how are you so we hang out all night and then the next day I'm in work and I'm hung over the bits and I turn around to the guy behind me and I was like hey that was a real great night last night wasn't it and he went uh Oh, no, 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 sorry, that wasn't me. But we all just looked the same. And I was like, it's a different guy completely. They were just both black. And I was just so heartbrokenly devastated by my ignorance. And he just brushed it off like it was another comment and just left me to wallow in my own self-hatred. And uh, And what did you do? Did you... I just went, I'm... So... I, uh, there was no going back from it there was no going back it was literally like me hanging out with you all night and then bumping into Emmett the next day and going Emmett that was a brilliant night last night and well, we're brothers going, like yeah I know but I mean that's so. not a good example of what you did that is really <laughs> it was the worst you the are worst. so racist I'm you not a racist, racist. I'm not racist says all the Irish people in the world I'm not a racist I'm not a racist but no no so it was terrible it was terrible Jesus, yeah. I have another story like that as well. Have you? Go you on. Hear this one? This one's more <laughs> more recent. It's Alawali. He's a friend of mine, an actor friend, Al- Al- yeah. Jones, as he likes to be called, because people can't pronounce Alawali here. Um, real nice guy. We're doing an acting course together. The thing is with Alawali uh, is he wears a lot of hand moisturizer. Okay. Right, which I didn't. I fuck. 
fucking hate hand moisturizer. I hate it on my hands. It feels like there's like a translucent gel covering my hand the whole time. Yeah. So he would come yeah, into class. I never. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. And he would shake everyone's hands, right? And so he'd shake your hand, and hey, and he'd shake someone else's hand, hey. But whenever, he, and I would come into the room and shake everyone's hand. I'd be like, hi, Frank, shake your hand, shake Dave's hand, shake everyone's hand, shake Alawali's hand, wipe my hand on the back of my trousers because there's hand moisturizer. But every single time I met him, I didn't realize I was doing this. I would shake his hand and then wipe my hand on my trousers every time I met him for like three months. And then I caught him testing me one day because he'd obviously said it to someone else in class. And he shook my hand, but he didn't add moisturizer on that day. So yeah. I just went, oh, grand. And then he went, no, 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 shake my hand again. And I shook his hand the second time. And then I was like, what's going on? This is weird. And that's when we figured out what had been going uh, on. And it all came uh, into fruition. That's a nice happy ending there. Yeah, it was a happy Not ending. Not like the first one. No, no, the first one was the worst. <laughs> oh, fuck. But the second one, at least, he was. I was like, what's going on? And then they were like, why do you wipe your hand? Mm. Because of the moisturizer. Makes your look. There you go. Dylan the racist. Dylan the racist pig. <laughs> no need to add in the pig, but like a racist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we are now. She's exhausted after the stressful morning. Yeah. I'm kind of away with it at the moment. That is. Um, do we have a focus? Oh, what were we gonna talk? What was I gonna tell you about downstairs? And then decided not to. You were gonna start telling me that you're going out drinking tonight. I'm going out drinking tonight. Yeah. I am. I got drunk the other day. For the first time. Did I tell you this? I went on a stag do with Emma, my girlfriend. You went on a stag do with the girl? Yeah, with Emma. So right. me and Emma, Emma came over on the Friday, and then on the Saturday, England were playing in the football. Yeah. So we went to my low, the pub I work in sometimes to chat with Manus, a friend of mine, and introduce him to Emma and stuff. Manus, I've heard of his name. Real nice guy. And we were watching the game and having a beer. And I said, you know what, I'll have two beers. And then the stag party came in. That new Manus and he finished his shift and then mm. we ended up just on a pub crawl and stagged it. Okay. I didn't really like it that much because they all ended up doing cocaine and then just talking at me. Which happens it's a lot. Not, it's not fair. It's much better to be the one doing the talking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, than to be talk talking at. to. Yeah, oh, but the thing is, yeah. I noticed as well, This I don't know, but everyone does cocaine. It's not true. Everyone I'm does cocaine. I'm just having cocaine. a clue, like... Well, just anyone I go out with now, at any point, if I'm on the piss, at one point, someone's going to mention cocaine. And like of all walks of life, it doesn't matter where you come from or who you're with. It's just always cocaine. I've even started saying it to my dad. I'm like, Dad, everyone does cocaine. He's like, when I was in the 70s, everyone did cocaine. He's like, it's not the 70s anymore, Dad. And he's like... Well, I'm not, surpri I'm not yeah. surprised. I'm just, I just don't encounter it. I don't be out in the city like it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just everyone. Anyway, so I'm going on the drink tonight. Um, and did you take any cocaine? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, it's a dirty fucking drug. I never it? liked it. Mm. Never liked it, never will. You just, I, I can talk enough. And I can yeah, you don't need any help whatsoever, I would have thought. Like. I think it's, yeah, it's weird. People who don't have confidence and they drink. To be honest, the only thing that I ever did it for was to keep drinking. Yeah, okay. Late at night, you know, that way. You to keep the crack going. Just to keep going, yeah. yeah. But I don't. No, I mean, drugs really aren't for me anymore. Mm. The higher level of drugs, anyway, definitely not. Like what? Cocaine. Cocaine. Come on. Ecstasy. Ecstasy. Heroin. Crystal meth. You've That's what I mean. Have you told me? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
yeah, but I wouldn't go I, there I, even then even when I was young I did it once or twice and went what am I doing this is fucking stupid mm. so I just stopped and that's why I probably stayed away from cocaine all the adi- highly addictive drugs the same is way. it highly addictive Cocaine. cocaine yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, like it's physically addictive like it'll hit the transmitters in your brain I must be just a fucking total wuss when it comes to those sorts of things why because like I, I, I've, I've taken them maybe you know I can count my fingers the number of time I've taken them when mm. I was a younger man but just never really did anything for me at no. all like I never really got a, what people got from it I didn't get it and then I felt ill always afterwards so mm. Yeah, the come down. Yeah, now I remember it was somewhere we were away somewhere and we got some, but I don't think actually it was cocaine. I think it was ketamine. <laughs> so oh God, did that go weird? Went nuts, yeah. yeah. And then I ended up vomiting. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, man. I mean, when you're young, I think, yeah. When you're young. Try out some stuff, party a little bit. But just don't make the party, don't be reliant on the party is what I think the main thing is. Go on, go out. Take a bit of cocaine if you want on a weekend. You know, smoke a bit of weed, party a little bit. Here drink there, clothes, drink 10, 15 pints, that's okay. Don't, don't do that. Okay, you can't uh, do that. Also drink in moderation. Have a bit of a laugh, but just don't, don't let the drugs be the main reason for the party. Do you know what I mean? Do you think, why, why, yeah. The interaction and having but a like crack I've and I've had some of the adventures. best fucking nights of my life when I was younger on... Um, substances yeah and they were absolutely amazing yes yeah. and i wouldn't have them any other way but i mean you see i the problem with me is that i never enjoyed the bad side of it mm. you know the come down mm. i probably would have taken loads more it's just the come down to me way outweighed what you got on the night out you know if i was suffering for a week afterwards yeah you know it's the depths of despair after i do a festival and mm. taking pills i like. couldn't go to a festival like that again I'm thinking no. I might do a festival again, but I'll be glamming it. I'll be in the nice. Glamming area. is what now? Is when you're in the nice separate area that you pay more for. It, does it help? Yes, yes, it does. Because you get a nice, solid, warm place to sleep. Okay, it's and, not a tent then. In and the it's morning. not. No, no, no. Oh, you right. get, you pay, and you like you can either get like an expensive teepee, you know those those ones, the waterproof ones, or a little wooden hut. Mm. it's glamping so you're not camping here it's glamorous camping okay. and then in the other area it's just like hell but when we were 20 something it was heaven oh, it's, still, <laughs> it's still hell when you woke up in the morning well, like, I I mean, the electric know, picnic is coming along now but and he, just that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you've totally totally not really tore the ass up and you wake up and you're gonna and do that it all split again. second of devastation and you want to run like you want to run from the campsite you just do not want to and somebody is outside drinking a can yeah. already oh. yeah 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 here get up will you that's the fucking killer oh, no, it's the best. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't. I remember one time man we went to witness this was back in the witness days yeah. and me and barry would never pay into witness we'd always just sort of lift the fence and go in because security was so bad back then okay yeah. and we, so we'd always sleep in the car park right so we'd been out, I'd been out all night and I'd even lost Barry. And then next thing I knew, I was in a car with these like three dudes and we were doing cocaine and it was like really early in the morning. And I didn't know any of them and they didn't know any of me or yeah. know me at all. And then at one point it just, that dawned on us all that like, it, it's like a, a, a drop fell into the water and the ripple just hit us all at the same time. We're like, we don't know this dude. And I'm like, I don't know these guys. And it all just sort of went, no, so I'm going to go now. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, maybe you should go now. And it was so weird because it was like this telepathic thing. 
and the sun is coming up and I open the door and get out and stretch and just as I'm stretching our mate Murphy after waking up gets out of and I'm like I wonder where the guys are gets out like three cars away and stands up and stretches and like morning Dylan I'm like Murphy but I haven't slept and he's just getting up <laughs> and that was the beginning of the next day and I didn't sleep at all I just went straight oh, into it man it was I heard that I, about cocaine that people say one thing that they hate is the uh, you just wind up in these places with these fucking assholes yeah. in the shitholes of shitholes and yeah. you just get totally lost in it yeah. That doesn't sound interesting to me. No. Not at all. But you see, you do go on adventures. Sure, I ended up... Remember that time I flew to London? Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. Do you want to hear <laughs> a story? Go on, right. yeah. So we'll, we're doing a bit of reminiscing back because I used to be wild. I'm not wild anymore. Mm. I, I'm apprehensive about drinking three or four pints tonight. Like, yeah. that's the sort of state I'm in now. Right, Will you I'm stop like, at three or four pints, though? Uh, I, you see, I think I'll start late. I'll just slow down. Because once I hit about four, then I'll just keep going. You know that way? Yeah. But if it's late in the night, then I won't. You yeah, know, like I, the I, other I, day yeah. when I was drinking, I was drinking little cans, and they were 3.2%. And I got to about three, and then I stopped drinking for a okay. while. And drank some, like, soda water and stuff just to sober up a bit. That's and then, changing behavior. Then we got in and hit pints, and I had like three or four pints. Okay. And then I was like, because there's <laughs> pints of Guinness. That's why I'm like, I don't want to drink Guinness tonight. Yeah. Because once Guinness, like the can would take me 40 minutes to drink. Mm. But a pint of Guinness is gone in 15 minutes. I know, but it's so tasty. Like, it's so good. Do you th- like. So uh, good. Just lowered. And I was smoking, though. That's the other bad thing. So once I start drinking, I start smoking cigarettes. I saw on this website somewhere, right? That. Uh, Basically, somebody said that if you have a grandmother that's Irish, you can get an Irish passport, no matter where you're from. Right? That's, and okay. somebody put the comment, I'm an alcoholic, does that count? Because <laughs> everybody was really delighted about the fact that you get a passport and it was easy to get yeah, a passport. Yeah. And then somebody was going, I'm an alcoholic. But that is definitely the perception. Of Ireland? Of Ireland. Oh, definitely. Do you want to hear something uh, controversial? Go on, yeah. This is really controversial. So should right. I give a prelude to it or say it and shock everyone and then move on? I'll say it and shock everyone. Well, I don't think you should give a fuck about anybody who's listening. Okay, so basically Ireland has nine, Ireland have 9-11 to thank for the world's perception of us. All right. It seems like a very obscure statement. What? Right? Ireland has 9-11 to thank for the world's perception of us now. You see, before that, I've been traveling since I was about 14. Yeah. And whenever anyone stopped you and talked to you about Ireland, they always talked about terrorism. It was always about the bombs in the north. And isn't Ireland got bombs and violence and a war going on? Yeah. Even once it had far surpassed and we were in the south, they would still question. Every now and then you still get a little bit. But we were known as like the terrorist groups who train people in Panama and stuff like that. Okay. You know that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then after 9-11, we're no longer the terrorists. Al-Qaeda became the terrorists so Irish became the fun drunk people and it like we always had a little bit of both mm. we always had like oh they were uh, you know uh, depraved alcoholics you know and these terrorists depraved alcoholics but yeah. then after 9-11 it became like oh they're we're just like crack. really great crack and they drink too much and there's so much soul to them yeah. and I noticed a, a sizable change after 9-11 when I was traveling with the wow. way that people approached me I think it could be that could be correct. Yeah, yeah. I believe I'm 100 percent correct. In, yeah. in my, but it's hard to say that. Like, thank God for 9/11 because you know <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say, right? Yeah. Uh, but in the comedian brain that I have, also, I'm st- I'm going to start a comedy night by the way. 
Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend Imagine of mine. you're going to start a comedy night. Do you, you're going to in the you're bar going to host? in the bar that I work. Me and a guy called Craig. I'm going to host the comedy night. I'm just going, going to, to put the timer on this so I don't forget. Oh, for this. I, yeah, yes, then I don't yes, need to worry about it. Yes, yes. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so that's my take on it. So, alcoholism in this country. I mean, the way that we talk about alcohol is weird in this country. Uh, first of all, in most of the countries you go to in the world, let's talk about uh, sexes. Uh, women don't drink pints. Just about everywhere else in the world, women don't drink pints. In Ireland, mm. women drink pints. And that's perfectly normal. And why not? Sure, fuck it. You know, freedom. We can all do what we want. And I, But even looking at it... In but that, in England, they do. Too. Not they as do much. It? Not as much. Women will drink glasses or shorts. In Ireland, mm. pints of Guinness. Not a bother. Not a fucking bother. And, and I know that's, that seems like, why, why do you look at that perspective? But that's just one way of looking at it as a total societal thing. You know, women drinking pints, drinking a lot more, consuming a lot more alcohol. Also, like, if you do, you have any alcoholic friends? You don't have to name them or anything like. That. Do uh, I know of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? We all do. Right? Yeah, and you don't say, "Oh, he's an alcoholic." You say when you talk to people, "Well, he's fond of the drink," right? Like even our language. Someone who's an alcoholic well, no, this in Ireland. One person who was was an alcoholic, like yeah. To, uh, you know, it was an alcoholic. Yeah. So it wasn't even, it wasn't a case of, oh, he's just fond of the drink. No, he, he, yeah. he took it up a gear, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the majority. Went all the way to but, now being dry. Oh, not really, oh dry. really? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. an AA. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but even our, the way we refer to it is, is the point I was trying to get to. Well, sorry, as long as you're not the drunkest in the room in Ireland, you're all right. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Well, there's a guy, we, like, I know a guy who's a full-blown alcoholic and that we should do something to help him but no one does anything we all but just you can't do anything to help him intervention or something like that do interventions work I wonder they probably do yeah do they yeah. where all your family and friends and loved ones sit you down and say look we're worried about you it's still though even then you'd say to yourself well you know what now I'm going to go on one more bender and then it's over and then it's over yeah I think you have to realise it yourself I think yeah. you have well, to well no you do yeah. well, maybe you do maybe you don't I don't know like mm. maybe, maybe it helps like if everybody in the room is going around going you were a f- you fucked up everything yeah um, but it is like I mean I'd say interventions maybe happen a lot earlier in other countries do they I don't mm. know yeah maybe they do but, I, I, but the thing I was trying to get to is just the way that we refer to it in Ireland it's just like a casual thing like someone who drinks way too much, we just go, ah, he's fond of a drink. Or it's, yeah. past, it's passed off. When in other cultures, that doesn't happen as much. I mean, England would have as much of a drinking culture as Ireland. And yet we're labelled the ones as alcoholics. Although we did invent whiskey, so I mean, that helps. Yeah, and Guinness. But I, I, like, I have to speak for myself. Like, mm. I, I'm sure if I was talking to a Yank and somebody who didn't drink that much, mm. and I'd be saying, to, oh, I've really cut down. I only have like, four beers on Friday and maybe four on Saturday. Yeah. They'd probably go, that's a huge amount of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably would. Well, it depends, man. Americans drink a lot too, you know. Yeah. It just depends what part of America. You have your Bible belt where they're kind of more restrained. But Americans do How do you know they're more restrained? I'd say they're fucking loons then if they've got the Bible. Yeah, but in terms of alcohol. All they have to do is go to Mass and the Sunday and everything's around. forgive themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I was thinking about that. All right. So thinking about the Bible in terms of the sort of psychological perspective that uh, Jordan Peterson looks at it. Yeah. And that whole um, forgiveness. You know, that way, if you if you say to God, even if you've murdered 50 people and you're on your deathbed and you're just about to close your eyes and you forgive or you, you repent 
yeah then he'll forgive you and you're straight into heaven yeah go on yeah so i think in the psychological terms i think that's just forgiving yourself isn't it like if you've done something really bad you can never really move forward with yourself until you've come to terms with it it's it's a it's a shaky theory but i'm just kind of thinking of it at the moment so like yeah, you've jumped off the booze there now. Go, sorry. Yeah, I know. I jumped completely. Sorry, because no, no, you see, I'm, I'm like a butterfly. You know? <laughs> so you just brought that up. So if we're jumping into psychological terms of uh, of how the forgiveness and um, coming to terms with the sins that you've created yourself, you know, yeah. then you get into heaven. But is heaven just peace of mind in the world you live in now? So when they say that if you um, apologize or feel sorry for all your sins to god he'll know the true that you truly mean it and if you yeah. do then you're free to get into heaven but what i think that means in psychological terms is if you forgive all your past transgressions and truly forgive yourself then you'll be able to be content with yourself and move forward in your life and therefore live in heaven would you so, like would you like to go to heaven uh it depends on what heaven is what well, do you, what is heaven well that's what I mean it's, okay, let's, it's like it's like too much sugar though I, I couldn't even <laughs> fucking bear the I just think I love my goodies but if you eat goodies all the time my man, mean, how do you know that heaven isn't us sitting in a room like this doing podcasts all the time but then popping down and having a beer and not having any worries about getting sick or anything like that so in other words you can just drink loads of beer and you don't get the okay don't get the hangover it's like do you want to go in and play computer games for 25 hours yeah <laughs> well why why can't we so there's no reason you could why eat we chicken can't. wings you're saying all we could day sit there. every day you know we could just have, never we could put have on weight. bacon fries from the pub you know those poisonous bacon fries which and could I you love. do that for eternity i think i could and eat chicken wings for eternity. eternity well look let's say you get bored of the chicken wings after eternity it's yeah like, well i'm gonna move on to something else mexican yeah. food and yeah. maybe there's some brand new food in heaven okay no i could get maybe into it's the like thing then chicken mixed with um Chicken mixed with curry, like a curry chicken mix, but the actual chicken becomes a curry. You don't know, because in heaven they can and, do that. And you don't have to be married. <laughs> Not that there's nothing wrong with being married, but I'm just saying you don't have to be married for eternity. You can see other people and nobody's been offended. I'm not married. Do you ever see that, <laughs> ever see that Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. sketch? No, no, no. Which one? And Larry's just about to get married. Uh, and Is this the new season? No, it was one of the earlier seasons. He's about right. to get married to one, and she said, look, I'd just like to run through my vows with you. And she's saying, you know, I'm going to love you for all of my life. Mm. And then when we get to heaven, and we're going to spend, we're going to be with each other for eternity and forever and ever and ever. And then Larry, you can see him just getting uncomfortable. <laughs> and he goes, I thought we might be you know, when we get to heaven that we might see other people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Eternity when, forever and when ever. When we get ever. to heaven, yeah. It's a very long time. It know. is a long time. Eternity, yeah. But I suppose if you're getting all the new updates on games and movies. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably able to be the star of all the movies as well. Is that what you're thinking too? In heaven? So there's no bad shit in heaven. But then if there's no bad shit, then how is it any good like how do you know what's good? Well, yeah, you know, that's, isn't that what they say? They, I don't know who they fucking say, but this idea that you need bad shit to, rec- to be able to recognise. What good like, shit is. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. need the taste of sour to know what's that's, sweet that's is. That's a famous quote, isn't it? But yeah. Some so if we're in heaven, will we get bored? Is well, that that's what I'd be thinking, yeah. But then you'd have to get rid of boredom then. Yeah, but you heaven. see, you see this your is hev- the thing. Heaven. You're thinking that if we're in heaven, we're the same as as we are here. Well, yeah. What's the point in going to heaven then? Somebody else. But maybe you're the same person, <laughs> but you're all-knowing. 
So you get to heaven, you're already all knowing. So all the little fickle shit that made you like so then you've insecure done, so, is gone. So you, then you've done, so you know everything, you have no insecurities, you get bored, you probably want to come back and be reincarnated again, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe that's it. I'd say so. But then, how come there's so many people? Like, if we're all just being reincarnated, oh, because I suppose we're killing off all the animals. Go on, tell So instead of coming back as animals and re... Oh, so, okay, so reincarnation. Um... When one thing dies, another thing is born, right? Yeah. But there's so many people now. But there wasn't always that many people. Yeah, good point. Go on. So does that mean if every fish we kill turns into a human or something like that? Because we're depleting the amount of animals and we're just gaining the amount of people. Therefore, would there ever be a balance unless we like... Well, but you see, you probably went up and went, oh, back as a do you know what? Like, it's way better crap being a human than a giraffe. Yeah. So that's why... Yeah, so then there's loads of humans. And God's up there going, would someone please be a giraffe? <laughs> They're going to be extinct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no one wants to be a dodo. <laughs> Come on, we'll bring dodos back. But I don't want to be the only dodo. I'd be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's a cue to get into reincarnation, right? So if you're in heaven... Now, there, now we're going completely obscure here. Yeah. But if you're in heaven, right, you've got to get back. And it's like, well, a, do- a butterfly only lives for a day, man. So I'm going to be on earth for a day. And then I'm going to wait here for another century yeah. before I get back to be another animal. It's like, don't you want to be a lion, dude? Well, yeah, but then it wouldn't be heaven like you have to wait that long. That'd be a bit shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'd be putting complaints in. Maybe. The, uh, the yeah, yeah. Maybe heaven's just, maybe we're in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit warm up here, though, all the same, isn't it? Yeah. What then? Is it hell? I don't think we're living in hell. Anyway, we got very obscure. Yeah, do you know what the... Uh, this is, you know DMT? Yeah. I sometimes think that whatever the fuck... It's, I just imagine... You know, apparently when you do DMT, which yeah. I've never done, that you come back and you go, what the fuck... Because yeah. you move, you've gone. You're you're the same, but you're in an alternate universe. Apparently, you're actually ballooned out of your body into an alternate through universe. a white tunnel. I've heard, yeah. and uh, apparently, like there's, but it, that when you come back, it's like you're readjusting to this mm. viewpoint. So sometimes I think that imagine if you fucking when you die, you wake, you you wake up, you suddenly go, <gasps> oh, I'm never fucking doing that again. You mean that this whole, this whole experience, experience is a DMT trip? Or something like it, yeah. Did you wait? Because I've heard that people but have done what this. If, what an, if this is a great life and then we wake up and we're like a oh, Filipino a Filipino farmer who lives in a wooden hut and lives on like a dollar a day? Well, he's probably happy like if he's out there at the start. He probably doesn't need much more than a dollar if he's got a farm. Did you say a farm? Yeah. Well, he's probably sorted then. Sorry, but you're, what you're saying is if he's... Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're saying... Well, yeah. I was thinking like living in abject poverty. And, you know, yeah. But that, yeah. It's, say you're being, you're tortured, maybe, or some fucking... Well, that's even worse. But where, what? They give well, you DMT people, you, in between your torturing? No, but... I mean, like you wake can up in, and they're just people like... People can be in terrible poverty, but they're still, they're not depressed. They're just having to survive. Yeah. Well, I think because of that, they're not as depressed. And I think that's There's a no problem with modern-day society. Yeah. We have so much going on that we think too, too much. It's a good thing as well because it's how we develop. But in the old days, we were just trying to survive. So you didn't really have time to be depressed, as we would clinically put it. Yeah. Because you were just trying to stay alive, right? 
Well, it's like somebody was talking about being in ice cold water. It was actually it was Joe Rooney was saying that mm. he, said, he was describing being in the ice bath and he was going, you know, it, it must do something for depression, the ice bath, because when you're in there, mm. you can't even be depressed. And so yeah. I think when you're in that survival mode, then there isn't, well, maybe there is loads of people fucking depressed. I mean, it's a bit ignorant of me talking about it from here, but mm. from my attic. But, um, but getting back to, you know, this DMT thing, that DMT mm. idea, it's people have taken, there's another one called Sativa, Sativa. Sativa. Yeah, Sativa. Yeah. And people talk about, what well, something happens, they take the substance and then they've described a scenario where they're in another household, in another life, another, uh, it's Christmas morning and it may only last X amount of time here, but some people have, to, in what I've read about that is, lasted 10 months in this new while they're on the DMT they've been this 10 is Sativa they've, they've been 10 months in this new life that was only 40 minutes in fucking this life no fucking way so that's just to me is. Oh, what married with kids like um, they go, just I, I, didn't, I can't remember it was Christmas morning they describe Christmas morning they're, they're in a place and it's Christmas morning and I think actually they're a kid in it could it not be themselves as a kid well, it was, was a just a totally family. different family and it was happening and it was live and happening was I, it, I just think that's I'd love to know details like was it now was it in modern time or was it like it's on it's on what, Joe years Rogan ago. or somebody's on it's on Joe Rogan or one of these podcasts right, okay, that, that okay. Google somebody's experience of it um, I try and find it but it's, what do you think of reincarnation because that's reincarnation that they're talking about do you want, we don't want to go down this route though do we yeah. what, do, what do I think it is yeah. I don't think there's reincarnation no I think this is. I think this is. This uh, is it. This is it. Yeah. I think yeah. this is. This is everything. Yeah. When I was but it's kid, not. But it's not like this is it. And it's. I think this is a phenomenon that's happening, mm. and it's inex, unexplainable. When I was a kid, but, I mean, I used to lie in bed and yeah. I used to try and picture what was next, like what would happen when I died, and it would always just go black every single time. Yeah. And that would freak me out so much. I'm like, okay, so I go to sleep, and then what? And it was just black. But you see, there, but that seems to like, me oh, still to be Jesus. a kind of a personal experience of blackness, as mm. opposed to I have, and this is only an idea that say you have a, um, a balloon. Mm. I told you this before. I think it's nice. Maybe as a balloon floating up in the sky, and um, and it's one of those gassy balloons, so it floats by itself. Yeah, and when it gets too high. No, let's just say for the purpose of my story that it doesn't go too high. Okay. But it basically it bursts. Okay. The balloon falls to the ground and is taken up, hopefully, by the environment or whatever. And the air, that which animated the balloon, returns to being everything. Ah, like the soul. The what? The soul. So the air Maybe. is the soul inside of you, is that? And the balloon, the husk of it is your body. And it doesn't know that it's everything. Yeah. That which animated the balloon is just is everything. So suddenly everything becomes something separate, which is you or me or whatever. But when on death, that which is separate... Goes so back to everything. goes back to being everything, but that's just you. an idea. That's very nice. It's an it's an idea, yeah. But and so that within that there is no death then, and there is no beginning or end. There's just this thing that like we're a changing in. cycle. Yeah, yeah. Not even yeah. There's this this thing that's happening. Yeah. If there's even a thing that's happening, and within that, like you know, a dog doesn't think have an existential crisis about being. Uh, separate from the world it's just there is just this isness and food or whatever yeah. and then 
yeah. Well, I, I don't, I, I can't properly link these together, but I, it, it reminds me. I was reading Young, Carl. You know Carl Young. I know. So Carl I started Young, reading yeah. that stuff, and that will. Have you read much of his? It's difficult. What's the name of the his? Is he a more famous book? I am reading the conscious one. Uh, the 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 specific. Uh, he didn't do the meaning one. No, that's not him. No, I can't remember the name of the book, which is ridiculous because it's at home. And you studied in that table. book. Is that I, just, part of your I started course? Read, No, 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 just okay. separate to it. No, but when I was doing the Jordan Peterson course online, he had a section on Jung, and I read. I went to the National Library to read sections of it. Because hmm. so on the courses you watch uh, Jordan Peterson his lectures he has all the papers that would go along with the lectures so you can read them in turn okay. so I read some really interesting stuff on shamanism and then I was reading Jung as well and something happened do you ever do you ever get these when you're reading certain things and like it's like an epiphany happens but you feel it physically as well as mentally have you ever had that where you get this like it's like a, a realization yeah but it's like something opening up so I was reading Jung one day. And obviously, I pursued acting for a long time in my life, right? And a lot of people nowadays are shooting for that, like wanting to be famous and wanting that quick fix and thinking that there's something special and they have to get to this certain point, right? Mm. And I'd always had that in my life. like, And maybe it's a bit of narcissism or whatever, but like, there's something special about me and I, I just don't know what it is yet and I need to develop it, right? Yeah. And I always thought that that was within acting, that I was supposed to be this star and this sort of high up above figure you know and so that's what i was kind of aiming for and even yeah. when jordan peterson teaches you he teaches you about aiming for the stars right yeah but as i was reading this piece now i can't remember what the exact quote is because the language is so difficult i mean like i had to read over and over this paragraph but while i was reading I, and what i do with young is i'd read a paragraph and then i'd write that paragraph in my own words like how i interpret yeah, okay. it otherwise i just can't understand it you know because yeah. it's too complex for me. yeah uh, because I haven't studied my whole life, you know, and, mm. and I'm just getting used to that sort of stuff. So while I was reading, I had this epiphany. So that, which kind of relates to that, there's that, there's that, like you are everything, but you're not quite aware. Of, like, how would you say? Go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you were saying with the air inside the balloon, right? Yeah. That is the special thing in life, right? Mm. Our physical body is the husk. Although it is extremely important to keep connected with that thing inside of you. I think to have a better, more balanced life. A friend of mine's doing this with CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. She's trying to bring in a new bit of therapy that involves yoga as well. So it's connecting the mind, the body, and the processes. All okay. The yeah, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. diverging. Diverging from the point I was trying to make, which is um, while I was reading this, I had this epiphany that 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 search for something special to be a star, to be something other. more important than other is really just you trying to connect with that thing that's inside you. To fill that, the gaping hole. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're searching for something that is going to make you star and make you big and beautiful. But if you actually realize that the big and beautiful thing is already inside you mm. and that it's just you trying to attain how to connect with that, but that once you connected with that, all of that outside seeking, like looking to be famous or looking to be special or looking to get drunk to escape or all of these things are just ways of trying to attain, like taking lots of drugs all of the time you know like the addicts to try and reach that high yeah that high actually exists inside of you 
but the problem is that we're disconnected from ourselves at the moment because we're always on an outward output like looking at a screen or playing a computer game or checking our phones or checking our because we don't even need to check our our phones anymore we can check our watches to do the same thing mm. and because we're always looking and oh i need to be big and if i make this much money and drive this much car then i'll become this special entity that I know that I am inside because you know it you know inside yourself that there's something in there mm. but people are always looking on the outside for that thing instead of connecting with themselves on the inside and then and you always find that the people who are like the most down to earth and, and content with themselves have connected with that part and so then they're just trying to potter through life and if they have an interest they're working on that interest mm. you know you meet these people and you're like how how do you do it and they're like hey come on in and just they're you can tell from their essence that they're calm with who they are mm. that they still have struggles and life is still difficult but they've connected with that one piece that's just inside them and that's something that i was trying to do when i quit acting because i realized at that point i'm like my whole life i've been striving to become this star to prove to other people that i am this special thing that's worthy right mm. but while trying to prove to other people that i'm this thing i've actually destroyed parts of who i really am or at least cut out pieces of who i am mm. um that actually that reminds me of uh, there's a well, they, go spoken on, word by a, a guy called denise morjani and he goes i've cut out so many pieces of myself and tied myself so tightly in a ball that i you know that i've just become this like entity that's outside of myself i can't yeah. remember the exact quote well if you were just to stop and connect with that thing that's inside you of which i still don't know how to do so i had that epiphany but i don't know how to find it and i forget it and then every now and then i'll read this paragraph which i've written out and i'll get this like this breathtaking feeling over my body like this is what matters this is what connects and i think that's what happens when you read great literature like that now and i know it's intimidating because i'm intimidated by reading young like i had to set down and go like all right 15 minutes twice a week and then for the 15 minutes i'm like i've read this one paragraph seven times because mm. the language is so difficult i don't understand these words should i be looking up these words every time i get to a word i don't understand but they tell you you shouldn't do that when reading difficult literature. You should read through it and just try and get the gist of what the word means and then come back another point and look it up. Mm. Because if you're stopping constantly to look up words, you're not taking in the content. But when you read stuff like that, your brain shifts. And I think that's real positive. It's philosophy in a way. Yeah, it's very interesting what you said there. I, I, I do think it's the kind of human, uh, who we are is this thing of it's always better, like, you know, mm. it's always it's always somewhere else. I think that's the kind of, I think, you know, this striving, but I do think that spiritual, that thing of trying to connect in here is a similar sort of striving. In a way, mm. I do think it's another, oh, well, it's definitely when I really make and get, like there's fucking man, I wouldn't even bore you with the amount of shit that I've read around uh, all of that connecting with your inner self, mm. fucking healing your fucking baby, inner baby, and all this shit to <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be there and then I'd be at peace. And oh man, I mean, wh when is peace like, you know, what would you recognize it if it hits you in the face? Probably not, no. because it's, it's, it's looks like it's somewhere else no. and it's always somewhere else. And I think that. It's more so comes from the feeling of that I'm here and the world is out there and it's totally and utterly separate from me and I have to negotiate my way through this world in order to survive. And if I don't do a good job here and if I'm not really fucking 
this, 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 and this, then I won't achieve Y. And then I won't be happy until I've achieved Y. But then when you achieve Y, it's kind of, you get 15 minutes of release. And, and then you've got to achieve the, the next thing. Th the next thing. And I think it is, I mean, some of it is kind of wanting to do well or wanting to, but mostly, you know, I think it's a human thing. Like, look at the whole structure of everything is, from what I can see anyway, everything is built upon. You need to build your career in order to get to this place, this idyllic place of peace and fucking wealth or fame or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. It's a seeking thing. But what is it? What, what gap in the whole, gape and hole? think some holes are bigger than others mm. um, and some people go seeking way more than others and maybe some people are content but you can never really tell how fucking somebody else is doing not mm. really they might appear like especially the yoga fuckers and I know disrespect but some of them are they do give you the impression of finding a place a total place but that's total projection yeah. on you know if they're there like this and go namaste I, those fuckers have you seen the Osho documentary mm. And this whole thing of namaste and all that and fucking peace and veganism. And I just think, fuck off, like. I mean, if that's working for you, that's great. Yeah. That, if you were happy... Why are you so angry? I'm, I'm not angry. <laughs> I just find it... I just think it's more... It's, it's dressed up more as... He, that's beautiful and that's... It's a new type of seeking. So whether if it's fame is one type of seeking, mm. then namaste and peace to all is another sort of place to yeah. get to. I think, now, the reality is, if you're doing destructive shit to yourself, right, forgetting all fucking inner self and outer self and up and down, if you're doing destructive shit to yourself continuously, and if you're not happy with your life, then you have to make changes in order to, you know, if you're stuck in a rut and a cycle, then you make changes. Mm. Or hopefully change will happen. Mm. But I, I, it's not that I, I don't, I just have experienced a huge amount of it and I just I, I have no interest in this I have an interest in trying stuff but this whole kind of like I used to go to these satsans and somebody would say to me uh, can you take off your shoes because and I was obviously just being I, I just never said why should I take off my shoes at this I, but that's because they all sat cross-legged mm. and it's more you know having to be a certain way Act a certain way. Be, be, um, be a certain way. So you couldn't turn up. Why? So uh, let, let me see if I'm interpreting this right. So you couldn't turn up and take part in the Namaste without being part of the whole Namaste culture. It's like why can't you just turn up as Frank and do the yoga? Yeah, so I felt it was, it was yeah. more. Um, you have to become a part of the culture, or else you're not right. <sighs> Is that what you mean? I, uh, it's not no this is just personal it's not on them it was yeah. more so my sense of I thought these sorts of places were just you know free and peace loving but they have their own fucking but rituals and it's ways only free and, and peace loving if you agree with if them you, if you yeah, go yeah, along yeah. with that and then you see where does that lead well let's do you know what now I've, I think everybody should wear white Let's all wear white together mm. because white is a peaceful color. Is it a peaceful color? I don't know if it's a peaceful color. But it's kind of like do when you, you feel do, better. Somebody says that to when you, you do <laughs> ayahuasca. They're always yeah. like, "Wear white because it lets in the spirit and all of that." Yeah, and is that was, true? Like, well, this is what I was thinking. No, they tell you to wear white because there's no lights on. 
Yeah. And so they can see where you are better in the dark when you're moving okay. around with bright white clothes. Because there's just like little candles, right? Yeah. And when you've got to wander off to the toilet because you have diarrhea or need to vomit, and they can see where you're going and guide you better. That's what I think. I mean, they put it as a religious thing. Well, you see, I remember when I was doing it, this yeah. woman came up to me. Well, you did it in very strange circumstances. I think you just you and a woman alone in this like broken down place. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed that. Well, actually, though, it was I preferred a scenario than yeah. going with, with you know with ten people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you. but she was doing all this stuff of warding off the the bad spirits and yeah. it was like putting sage everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I remember thinking, going well. Now, in fairness, there was moments during the whole experience where I thought, well, it is kind of loving. She's really trying to do a good job. Yeah. to make sure that I'm not going through torment and it is yeah, quite yeah. lovely. But I just don't... I'm, I'd be so kind of, well, do you think that sage is actually working or not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> even, in the, even in the whatever the fuck I was going through, <laughs> I still had the thought of, yeah, do you think the sage is really doing anything for yeah, the fucking yeah. shit that I'm going through here now? <laughs> I've just been vomiting for three hours. But let's do this. Did you vomit for three hours? I vomited for five hours. Really? I vomited for all... You just yeah. non-stop. Did she say anything about that? I she said she said I thought it was an exorcism. <laughs> Did she say that because yeah. you vomited so much? Yeah, but sure, I was wailing drama like I'm well yeah. I'm well able to do drama too like yeah so. wailing really. Ah, she was screaming and screeching. It was it was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I think it's amazing. Ayahuasca is amazing. I remember I was doing it, and then I was a guy's like in my imagination going like you have to pray now at this I'm point. just going to put this time out again Sorry. and I'm like pray but that means I have to get up on my, my knees to pray and I was lying down wrapped in blankets because like, we were up in the mountains of Ecuador it was cold so you wrap in blankets the warmer you are the more you trip Yeah. and then like in my in my vision there was a guy not saying it but he's like no no you have to you have to worship the bonfire we're in front of the big bonfire and yeah. I was like lying back and this is a part of me in life this is so weird that you see it as a lesson like because that's sacrifice. Like you have to sacrifice being lazy to get up and get get forward and get the things done. But I was lying down, so I'm like, I don't want to get up and kneel. And then the guy, it's like, no, no. And then all these people were around me going, no, you have to kneel. So like in real life, then I was like, oh. But my eyes are closed the whole time. So if you were looking from an outside perspective, you just see this guy, it's like, oh. and then go, oh. And just get up on his knees and just start sitting like with the, <laughs> the blanket out like he's a bird. Like, and I was sitting there for like five minutes and then just, Raising up to the sky in the middle, but like in my mind, there's flames and there's people well, that's dancing right, I know, around. That's, the it's the inner world, yeah, 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 that is fucking so. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really interesting things. I think um, psychedelics. I think they are really interesting yeah, things. Yeah. Sorry, I saw somebody put a comment up there. I wasn't looking for oh, it, this. But yeah, will I read it? Really yeah, quick. go on. Oh, it's on something else. Actually, he replied to me on something else. No, oh. it's not on. It's not on this. No, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My brain's not as awake as it normally is today. Porch. Do you think? Yeah, that's why I feel. Anyway, mm. I'm doubting my thoughts, which is never good. Um, because I had an idea uh, of coming to you with oh, yeah, the concept, yeah. but I don't think my brain is ready to deliver the concept to you in the in the fashion that I was thinking. Okay. Because like what I was thinking is of taking a few random selections from what's happening in society and then sort of placing them as a concept together and then posing a question to you. Right? Okay. And but you see I think it would be better if there was like three of us. Because then what I would do is I would research the information. 
Yeah. And then I would pose the question, say you and Emmett. And then you and Emma would be like, well, I think this and I think this. And I would join in a discussion. Then I'd be yeah. like, well, this is what I researched on the subject. And this is what it says. And what do you think about this? And then see where your natural opinions would lead you compared to what the general consensus is. Yeah. And see if our brains are working on the same level as society is at the moment. And do you have uh, some examples? Oh, One well, example like, like a concept. Because like, I'd have to think a lot about the ideas. So, like, for me at the moment... I don't know if it's because I'm actually full on tackling my brain at the moment that I'm actually going into darker corners of my mind than I, I've ever been in, right? Mm-hmm. But that's as a transitional period. You know, you've got to go through the hellfire. It's mad the way we always use religious quotes when we talk about this sort of stuff. You know? mm-hmm. You've got to pass through the hellfire to get through to the other side. And so I have to like face the deepest, darkest side of myself, transition to the other side. And this is another... Mm-hmm. I was going to say to you there when we were just chatting before, like, are we... like? The way that we look at the world is like is very analytical, right? We're constantly having these sorts of conversations where yeah. we're trying to figure out basically philosophical conversations, believe it or not. Yeah. Right? Where we're trying to figure out what's the concept of being alive and why different ideas are working against each other. And I often think like, are the great is the greater society thinking about this? Or does it is, matter though? No. No, it doesn't. But for some reason the way my mind is at the moment, it's really annoying me that other people don't think like this. Because I'm like, I'd rather be other people at the moment than be thinking the way that I am at the moment. Because mm. of the way I'm looking at the world, it's actually hurting me more than if I was like, oh, I'll just get up and go to work and then come home and watch a bit of telly and switch off my brain and then go to bed and wake up the next can't day. can't really say that, though, about how people well, live in the other day. Like, this really is can, the thing. Man. Yeah. This is what I was going to say. So yeah. this is why it's so weird. And I was going to pose this as a question to you because I was going to say it when you were chatting before, but it sounds very ignorant that I'm like pointing at other people going, they're not looking at life in the right way. So like, because I don't know. I have no idea because this is how I've always lived my life. Like, hmm. Is everybody having the same difficulty with comprehending the world as it works? Or... Are there only some of us who actually stop and therefore damage ourselves more by truly looking at how the perspective of the world is changing? Like, Mm. is it good to figure out how the world is working or is it better just to flow through it? And and those people who just go and from the couch to the to the job to the TV to the work and all of that you don't really know. I mean, are they happy in life or is it just because they're blocking out everything else or are they just living that life or is this just a perspective that we put on other people's lives but no one actually lives? I can't figure it out. See, it's very broad. So it does. It's very broad. First, I mean, the first thing I would say is, I mean, I have no idea how other people are doing. Yeah, but that's the thing. And I don't, this idea of somebody but I'm going from the couch to the job to whatever, that's that's not really a fair, even remotely fair description. That is a remotely fair description. It's, but it's not even remotely accurate because it lacks any kind of, it's it's a description of, uh, like, what did we, we went to the sea and upstairs here and had an omelette. Yeah, uh, what I'm saying is it it just the nuances. It doesn't not even the nuances, the fullness of existence. It doesn't it doesn't even come close to the history that might be there within that family. within that yeah. within that makeup. It doesn't and even so for me I just don't even fucking uh, it's not that I don't even go there. I just go well I mean the rea- here's what I would say. This is what I'm saying. So Let's here's go what there. I would say that I think more so some 
people are say this gaping hole we were joking about mm. but I say let's call it a sensitivity to what's happening and that maybe some people are more sensitive to others about what's happening life like mm. but that doesn't say that doesn't mean anything it's just uh, that is it's, that seems to be something that could happen in life that some people are more sensitive or aware of we're not even aware but more sensitive and there's this maybe there's more of a lack mm. and maybe then there's kind of a, an energy to try and fill that lack and then through the, fill that lack whether it is through knowledge or through um fucking drugs or knowing or whatever the fuck there's that there's an attempt to try and fill that gaping hole mm. that gaping huge vast hole meditation but, fills that in I, I, I found transcendental filled that in for me. Yeah. If I could, if, if there wasn't work going on across the road from me now, I'd be meditating twice a day. And I remember going, oh yeah, it fills that gap. They actually even told you that when they were teaching us. Mm. But I noticed it filled that gap. No need to ever, you know, like quit coffee, quit alcohol, quit everything. And absolutely no like qualms about it. Like, mm. oh, this is the right decision, you know, mm. uh, when I was meditating because it filled that hole. It fills that hole and leaves you content just to work on the stuff that you want. Anyway, look, so that was that was just one perspective I'm going on. And I seem to be getting that reaction every time I talk about it, where people are like, well, I'm not going to put any thoughts into little people's minds. No, but Almost I, like I'm like judging those No, I don't people. think that. I just don't think, he, 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 like I suppose an awful lot of people I know, it, and I'd end up in conversations like this. Yeah. One way or another. And then the people that you're least likely... They might come, mightn't come from a philosophical perspective, but they'll come at it from a practical, just a real, more earthed, non non wordy description in a way. Like sometimes it's they might say things like, you know, oh, I remember this experience I had as a kid, or they mm. might. That's what I mean by that. Is I just think everybody's perspective is different to it. That's a, that, that's actually a very good way of putting it. And, and, and as you say that, I actually have recollections of meeting people and then I can think of one person specifically, Caroline, and like me saying this sort of philosophical stuff to her and her just being like, well, no, I just think it's like blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it seems so simple and it's right. And in a yeah. way, I'm like, oh, she's right. But I can never think like that. And in a way, in my yeah. head, I'm like, I wish I could just think of it practically like that, you know. Well, like, do you do you, do you actually wish like that that you would? Because like some days, I mean, the, some days the world needs Dylan's like. Yeah, I know, but sometimes Dylan can't handle his own brain, you know. And so if I was that ignorant person for those days, that's not ignorant, ignorant not uh, that's terrible to call car. That if I had that ability to put life into the perspective that was so easy to deal with, mm. I would love it. And I say ignorant and that makes them sound like they're negative. But in, in fact, it's the opposite. I, well, I feel like they, they as well. Like they, well, I don't think Caroline is. And I don't, if Caroline is watching, I didn't mean to call her ignorant. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it's <laughs> Caroline. You weren't calling or, Caroline ignorant. It's the idea of not, pers- or, you see, I can't even put my finger on the concept of the word. This is what I mean. So these concepts are like... No, but I know what you're saying. That like, but you, 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 people think different. Yeah. People think different. That's yeah. it. Is it that simple though? Okay, so if people think different, right? So we all think... And think less and think more. Some people think fucking... I mean, the thinking fucking process is a pain in the hoop. Like mm. it is... 
Well, that's arguing with yourself in your head, basically. Well, it's, it, it, it seems to be this train of fucking thought that, you know, thinking can't be stopped. Mm. You know, you can't really stop thinking. And some people think more than others, but that's not necessarily a... People, you know, there is this idea in Western culture that being very thoughtful is considered to be a good thing. It's not, ne- it's not a good thing, necessarily, mm. or it's not a bad thing. It's just some people seem to think are more in their head than others. Are they? I mean, I would say that I fucking spend an awful lot of time in my head as well. That's why we probably chat like this, you know. Exactly. Uh, an awful lot of thinking, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. That's I don't think. Well, yeah. compulsive see, thinking. Or this is this is why I'm thinking like if we get concepts to our thoughts. So instead of us just because me and you can talk for days, right? yeah. Especially if we got a concept or an idea, we can jump on it and we can jump to other ones, flit very quickly between subjects, mm. which we've obviously done in the last hour, right? Yeah, like just bounced around. But I have, yeah. But I was I was trying to find a solid stream of thought, like a question that neither of us know the answer to. And then we can sort of delve that apart. Like, what was, what was another one I was thinking of? Oh, yeah, there's that. So that's that. What is that? Fuck, I was the tip of it. A component of it is how... Uh, okay, so do you know the way we used to have eld- elderly people give you advice, right? And that's the way it was for hundreds and thousands of years, right? Yeah. Up until about 200 years ago. Yeah. Because say if there was a granddad who was 76... He could give you an idea on how to live within the world based upon his perception of how things were. Because 76 years ago when he was born, the world wasn't that different to the day he was 76. You know, for like thousands of years, the world barely changed. It changed really, really slowly, right? But until we've hit like the 20th century, 1905 sort of thing, 1912 everything's just accelerated at such a fast yeah, rate okay, yeah. that now the people who are old and who used to give us guidance on how to live in the world, their opinions don't matter as much, right? Or at least people don't take it into perspective because they can't interact with the internet as well and how the world is changing on the, yeah, okay, the yeah, communication yeah. and everything has changed, right? So we're no longer looking towards society on a higher, uh, to, to advice on a higher level. So things are dropping down to a younger sort of people who can handle the yeah. quick changing society that's happening. And even the turnaround of that is going to be a lot quicker, right? All right, so that was one branch off to it. That's really interesting though, that. It is, yeah? That's yeah, a you branch. don't need to go anywhere else in that one. Like, leave that one hanging there for a moment. That's okay. very interesting, I think, that mm-hmm. um, the voices, yeah, because like even in things like you say, shamanic, is it shamanic or in Indian society, not... Mm. Indian as in American Indian, uh, there's the culture of where the elders, well, first of all, the kids are looked after to, by the community as opposed to parents. Brilliant. And then, Brilliant. But it's more the elders that do the job of looking after the kids. And uh, so oh, really? I find that yeah. interesting because the wisdom is then passed on. Yeah. So either, either having lived, there is some wisdom and having experienced this, and that you can maybe give a few titbits on to somebody, or there's no value in it whatsoever, yeah. having lived. But you would have based, you would suggest that the older people have a huge amount huge, to give, huge. but there isn't a forum for it, really. Exactly. And so nowadays, well, we're putting them into homes and stuff like that. And then, so therefore, younger generations aren't learning off generations. And the way that we yeah, look at them. No, just sorry, just to get in the homes is really generalized, but. Just if you were to, is, if you take the idea of that, 
is, is there a forum for it? Like there isn't on television and there isn't on the, the, on the social media. There isn't. No, well, really. older people are seen as like, aha, look the older person now. Well, yeah. in the past, it used to be, oh, open the door, you know, this person's been through it. I mean, we still have it to a perspective, mm. or, or to a perspective, to a degree. But uh, I think the perspective of older people in general is seen less as, a, as an integral role within the family and more as a like, oh, there's another thing that's happening. You know, yeah. almost like a burden in ways. It's terrible. Yeah, I think you could be right. Mm. Yeah. So, so, that, so that means we'll be burdens then. So then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but then how are we... <laughs> but then how are they teaching the kids, you know? And so therefore, what are... Like, I have no idea what this is, but therefore, right? So you have children growing up where being old isn't seen as a thing of respect and, and something to attain. That means that their lives... How, how is the perspective of their lives then? What are they working towards? You know that way? Well, in the past, it would always be like, oh, well, you become the granddad of the house. You become the figure of the house. Well, I think that does exist a little bit, but there just seems to be less... Is there less reverence towards it? Is it because we kind of all see through... I don't know. I suppose it depends on the parent and the person, really, doesn't it? I mean, if you're fucking, like, certain... Um, it depends on the person. Yeah. More so, really. Because, I mean, certain people you just go to certain older people you just go to and they won't there's a, they have a non-judgmental attitude and they will mm. you'll fucking find yourself saying all sorts of shit yeah. to them opening and up open, yeah. and um, there's non-judgment and normally they'll give you one a bit of helpful advice that is kind of useful so it, it's more of a one-on-one -on -one thing but uh, but then yeah on a forum level on a mass given the mass communication things that we have at the moment yeah. it's not there it's not, is it? Yeah. No, it's interesting. And how will that affect society? And then also because people are having less kids, then it's going to be a top-heavy society. You know? Yeah. So we're going to have a lot. When we get old, there's going to be like what, loads of us old people. Yeah. Very few young people in comparison. So their taxes all have to rise to take care of us because Great. we're all getting old Little and all fuckers. the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To work, do. pay it back. All right. Yeah. And so if we're not respecting the level of society or the level of age in society, that is going to be the most prominent in the next 20, 30 years. Well, how does that affect our society in the long run? Yeah, so you're saying then if we right now are not making sure that they are... I, I don't know. If it, is it definitely true? I would say that it just they definitely get way less... They, the elders, get way less coverage on any sort of media. There's yeah. no media outlet, but was there ever? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe even in the past it was more geared towards older people. Than, uh, see, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, don't think so. I'm sure people who were older would have looked back, we'd say in the 50s and 60s, would have, who were, would say, in their 70s, in the 50s and 60s, mm. would have looked at TV and gone, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, Fucking maybe bullshit. they were. Yeah. It's weird. We see we're grand because by the time we get to we're eight, grand. By the time we get to seventy, man, I'll just chuck on a virtual reality headset and live in a dream world. Big fucking bag of weed. <laughs> I'm taking up smoking again. Once I get nope. to sixty-five or seventy, right? yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, if I had virtual reality, I mean, this would be a dream if it, if it becomes reality. Now is to learn how to sail a long boat with sails down the right side of the South America. Ooh, so spend you, two years learning how to sail the boat and then sailing it. Nice. Yeah, and just stopping in each. That's port. That's something you want to do, is it? That would be a dream. Yeah, I only, I only figured it out there a few weeks ago. Jesus, you might or get about it. six months ago. Yeah. 
be interested to see if that's, that idea hits you sooner. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that was one perspective. But that is just a branch off of another point that I had. But I can't remember what it was. I can't remember, Captain. How long have you been gone? I was just curious about it. I don't think it's worth that long. I'm person to go to the toilet, which is saying to me that we might wrap it up, mm. would we? What time is it? It's what time do we start? I think we started around 12.45, maybe. It's an hour and 15. It's quite short for us. But anyway, yeah. it's good. Well, I, th- I mean, I can hold not going to the toilet, but that'd be a bit ridiculous, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. No, I we'll call it. We'll call it. September. I'm gone. Uh, yeah, so we do it again in September? All right, but I'll have those. I'll come up with a few concepts to throw at you. Yeah. And see what you can... I think that'd be a nice idea. Well, we'll, we'll have catching up to do, obviously, for the first... Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, Aaron. Yeah. I, was, I messaged Emmett there to say about getting the band together and doing... Oh, yeah. Doing a live thing on a Friday, I think you'd have to do it on a Saturday, a Friday night, and a few beers. Mm. Sounds good. Could I might be off drink by September now. Well, you don't have to have a few beers anyway. The plan is August, a bit of a party month. We're going to Barcelona and we'll go to London and stuff like that, and then back dry September. September to Christmas then? Yeah, and then have a few drinks with my family at Christmas. Maybe yeah. a few in January because few beers so at Christmas time now. One night out. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll buy a whole load of those three point two percent cans. Real nice cans. The sour beers. Sour, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got a white sort of label. I think it's a German company. You know, it's kind of got a sandy finish on the. It's like I know they're not yeah, they have, German. They have a few. They have a few different ones. Whiplash. 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 That's the an sour. Irish beer company. Oh, is it? Certain. Yeah, yeah. And the sour version of theirs is three point two percent. Tastes lovely. Yeah. And it's not that strong, so I can have a few of them before I start getting messy. You get the, yeah. Man, I, I, I had three it. beers the other day, and I was I just hear my words just coming out like this, and I was like, "This is weird. I'm not drunk." <laughs> but as I spoke. I'm going to a fucking craft beer festival this Saturday. Oh Jesus! Is that the one you went to with Emmett last year? No, this is called Hagendas in Sligo, and it's I think there's going to be there's sixty different types of beers and twenty different breweries coming from all over the world, and um, Hagendas would be fucking. Get a crack. Hagendas. So there's going to be ice cream. Ha- no, what's it called? Ha- uh, Hag. There's a beer called Hag. Fucking Hag. Hey. Hag. Hag, Hag Stravaganza, it's called. What did I call it? Yeah, Hag Stravaganza. I don't know what you call it. It's on in Sligo, yeah. in their brewery. Anyway. Mm. Frank, pleasure as always. Yeah, hopefully I can turn it off correctly this time. Um, there we go.